Welcome to the Answers from Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Lalonde. In each episode, you'll hear from leaders across the world. You'll hear their struggles, their thoughts on leadership, and a parting word of wisdom from each guest. Are you ready to hear Answers from Leadership? I hope you are, because it's coming at you right now. Today's podcast guest is Karen Hurt. Karen helps leaders improve business results by building deeper trust and connection with their teams. A former Verizon Wireless executive, she has over two decades of experience in sales, marketing, customer service, and human resources. Karen, what else do you want listeners to know about you? Oh, I am just passionate about helping people discover their true, authentic leadership style and helping people to grow. How did you become a leader? How did I become a leader? Well, my mother would tell you uh, that I um, I was a leader in di- when I was in diapers. <laughs> that I came out of the womb that way. Um, she said she's the only kid uh, I, she ever met who organized their stuffed animals and um, into teams and told them what to do. <laughs> so um, I, I, I do think that it's something that came very naturally to me. Um, I was the oldest child. Uh, I was the oldest of a lot of cousins. Uh, so I think birth order had something to do with that as well. But uh, I, I really, um, I, I just enjoy it. I really enjoy it. What does leadership look like to you? To me, leadership is all about uh, achieving great results, right? It's having a a significant vision uh, that you are working to rally and energize a team towards accomplishing that vision. So it really, I always talk about four components of leadership, which is the continuum of confidence and humility that you need to be confident and bold to to create audacious uh, vision. Uh, But you have to have the humility to surround yourself with um, people who will challenge you uh, to realize that you don't know it all and uh, that you are uh, willing to listen to the input of others. And then results and relationships that, you know, ultimately leadership is about achieving, achieving good results. Right. And it's also about building the significant relationships with other human beings that makes that possible. I love that kind of wrap up of leadership right there. You know, we all face difficulties in leading. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a leader that hasn't had a difficult time at one point or another. Would you be willing to share a difficulty you've encountered? Yeah, a couple of things come to mind. I think in general, the biggest struggle for me is the um, balance of patience and impatience. Um, and so when I think about that, you, as a leader, I, one of my greatest strengths is that I'm impatient about mediocrity. I'm impatient when um, things are not going the way they are. I'm impatient with a status quo that isn't moving in the right direction. And you need that as a leader. But you also need to be patient with human beings. And if you are too impatient and, and don't have the balance of the patience, then that is when you frustrate people, you frustrate yourself, you don't show up strong, uh, you're, you get some of those negative leadership behaviors pop in. Uh, and that, for me, has, is always a struggle. Because um, yeah, I, I will find myself getting impatient, and uh, I have to calm myself down. Have you found a way to make yourself more patient? Yes. I mean, I, think I'm, I don't think I've had this handled um, but I, I do, um, I do yoga and meditation and that does help a great deal. And you have a new book coming out with David Dye called yes. Winning Well. What does winning well look like for a leader? 
So yeah, so the, the whole whole title is Win Well and then a manager's guide to getting results without losing your soul. So that gives you a sense of what it's all about. Um, winning well is all about achieving long-term results that last. Because there, and we talk about four different types of managers, um, and it's it's based on that confident humility results and relationships model. And that ultimately, when you win well, you have the right combination of those four dynamics at play. And so you're showing up, you're engaging people, you're in the right way, you've you've got confidence to have a bold vision, but you're also got the humility, you're focused on results and you're focused on relationships. And the book is extremely practical. Um, Both David and I uh, are been there, done that leaders. It's not like we're just theorists or academics. Uh, We really have both lived it for over 20 years. And so in the in the sky, we get say, how do you win well in meetings? And we break it down to specific behaviors. How do you win well when you have to give somebody tough feedback? And so scenario after scenario, it's a step-by-step guide of how to apply this theory of confidence, humility, and results in relationships. Awesome. I really like the subtitle for the book. You know, it mentions without losing your soul. Yeah. Why do you think some leaders lose their souls? I, I, it happens for a variety of reasons. I think primarily it's because there is such a pressure to get results quickly. And, uh, and so people feel very squashed between the, um, you know, the pressure that they're getting from above to achieve and to, to move the needle. And yet they've got a team that they're, uh, uh, has, has concerns and things they're trying to deal with. And it can be a very high pressure environment. And so if, if, if you're just focused on the short term, it's easy to do whatever it takes to get the job done. And that could be impacting the relationships. It could be taking advantage of people. It could be uh, putting your own um, self-interest first and self-protection first. And so that's what we mean by losing the soul is that you're not showing up um, as a as the decent human being you want to be. If a leader loses his soul, can you know he find it again? Yes. I, I believe I believe so. And, and that's what we talk about. No leader is perfect and leadership is an evolution. And, and, you know, can I claim that on any given day I am always winning well? Absolutely not. Right. But the trick is when you find yourself slipping into the um, behaviors that you're not proud of is to find a way to get yourself regrounded, refocused and uh, try again. Yeah, those are some of the problems we face in leadership. How should a leader handle those problems? Well, I think the first thing when you're faced with a problem is, well, we talk about this in the book, actually, is you got to get to the root cause of what the problem is. And uh, we have a whole chapter about make sure, make sure you're solving the right problem. Because I think that's what, that's really why people um, waste a lot of time and spin their wheels because they react and then they dive in to start to fix. So I would say the first thing is to stay calm and, uh, step back and really dig in to say what's really going on here. Another point you touch on in the book is credibility. Why is it important for a leader to have credibility? You know, people have to trust you. They have to trust you from a variety of arenas, right? They need to know that you know what you're, that you know what you're doing, right? So if you, if some, if you're leading someone towards a vision and they think your vision is wrong, they are not going to be motivated to help. So they've got to believe that you've got competence 
right? And confidence. Um, so that's the first thing. Um, and then credibility also comes from, do I, um, do I trust you as a human being, right? So are you confident? You can be confident, but you could be a jerk. And then you lose credibility with me, right? Yep. So it's, it's that, it's that balance. And then do I have, do you have credibility with me that you have my best interests at heart? That's another thing, right? Is, um, do I think you're just out for yourself, uh, or, or just out for what the company needs? Or do I believe that you are, you care about me as a, as a person? Do you care about me, um, and, and my development in my career? And if you do that, you will have credibility. It's a sad fact that there's a lot of leaders that are out there just for the company or for themselves. Yeah. How can a leader change that direction of his of his leadership? Is is there a way? I I do, and that I mean that's that's why we talk why we break it down so tactically in the book because I think it's you need to get grounded in your own leadership values and establish what are your I always talk about your operating principles. Um, so, for example. Um, Every time I would start a new job at Verizon, I would write down, uh, I would take a look, I would have written down my operating principles that I've involved over time, and then I would take a look at them and say, okay, what did I learn in the last job? Does any of this need to be changed? You know? And uh, over time, it would evolve. Um, but as I matured, I found that my operating principles were pretty stock, standard. You know, They didn't change any, as much anymore. So I think that's the first part of it is really be grounded in how you want to be leading and then tell your team that's how you want to be leading and invite them to challenge you when you're not doing what you say. Yeah. That, that can be a tough one, I think, for leaders. It can be so tough. But I tell you what, I, um, that happened, in my last role, I was, um, I was beginning to lose my soul because we were having, under so much pressure to get some results and we had, we had been on such an upward trajectory. Everything was going well. We had something happen that created a setback. And I, I personally was feeling a huge amount of pressure um, and was trying to buffer my team from that pressure. But I wasn't buffering it because even though I wasn't telling them everything that was going on, just to, because I didn't want anybody to panic, I was, um, I was letting my stress trickle down on them. And I was starting to become a lot more of a micromanager. I was inviting myself to meetings. I was asking for, you know, extra, all this extra data. And, um, it, it wasn't me. And, uh, one of my, uh, directors called me and said, you're changing and it's not good. And, uh, I am so grateful that he did that because it, I, I, he was right. And I said, okay, here's what's going on, you know? And then I was more transparent. And he's like, okay, so let us help you, right? And, and, and that, I will never forget that. And he, you know, it's years later now at this point. And, and he, I mean, just texted me, you know, a few minutes ago. I mean, we're really good friends, you know? And so I think that you build results that last and you build relationships that last when you're willing to be vulnerable like that. And how, how do you get your employees to be how do you get them to be open about those type of topics? Because I'm sure there's a lot of fear with an employee going, if I bring this up to my leader, you know, there may be some, some punishment or lashing out by the leader. Yeah. So I it, first of all, if you want your people to tell you the truth, then you can't freak out when they tell you the truth. 
That's the number one thing. You know, people say, oh, I've got an open door. Oh, I'm wide open to, I'm wide open to feedback. Oh, yeah, give me coaching about my leadership style. But if you freak out when they tell you, then you, they're never going to do it again. So you, you, you can't screw that up even once, you know? And so that's, I think, the first part of it. Um, and then I teach a, a model called the Persuade model, uh, which is, it's an acronym, but it starts with, you know, do it in private, how to, how to talk to your boss. And so um, that's, I teach, I, I teach that in almost every organization I go into is how do you give feedback upwards in a way that it can be heard? Because there's an art to that too. What do you wish you would have known about leadership, say, 10 years ago? Yeah, the leadership lesson that I learned too late in life, I think, is that your peers are your lifeline. And because I've always had a natural tendency to manage manage the people in, on my team well. I mean, I, I think that came very naturally to me, um, really caring about their development. Um, I think I've always been pretty good at managing up. Um, and uh, I didn't. I ignored sideways and, um, and, I, and I, it, in some ways I was even more than ignoring it. I was super competitive sideways. And, um, I had at one point, I just realized that no, you're, if you can develop great peer relationships, you're golden. Everybody has your back. You're going to get to hear all the best practices. It's, you will not feel like you're alone. And, uh, so I tell young leaders, Learned that once earlier than I did. I love that because you get into such competition that nobody wants to look out for anybody else. It's all, unfortunately, stab somebody in the back to get ahead. Yeah, yeah. When when people know you care, even, you know, side to side or up, down, I think things go a lot smoother. Yeah, and I would say if there's any entrepreneurs listening, um, this rule applies here too. Um, uh, one of the things that I, when it was, it have been extremely deliberate about as I've grown my company is to build this really, really strong relationships of, um, of people who could be competitors, considered competitors, but who I am now in such collaborative partnerships with. Um, we give each other business. We recommend each other. We promote each other's books. Right. And you just got to believe that there is an abundance of need out here and we're actually all on the same team. We are all trying to make rid the world of bad leadership. So we we are we're together. We're not competition. And with that, I, I, I have seen real magic happen. Awesome. Awesome. We mentioned your book coming out, um, Winnie Well. Um, and I know listeners should pick that up, but is there any other books you would recommend for growing leaders? Um, I am a big fan of Liz Wiseman's book, uh, Multipliers. And it's the multiplier effect. Uh, and that, that's just a, a very interesting way to say that um, how do you, when, the way you lead is by building deep competence in the, your team. And when you do that, it, it really will multiply your results. Um, so I, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's, gosh, there's so many, anything that Seth Godin has written, uh, I am, I, I read Seth Godin's blog every single morning before I get out of bed. I love his blog and I love all his books and Adam Grant. I'm another, I'm a raving fan of Adam Grant. Um, and, uh, he, his whole book is, his whole philosophy is about 
uh, it's, his book is called Give and Take. His first book is called Give and Take. It's all about being a giver. And, and when you give, when you give genuinely, you that's that's the approach to life that you will actually accomplish more when you think about giving more than taking. And as we wrap up with the interview, do you have anything else you want to share with growing leaders? Um, I would I just love for you to visit my website, and uh, I have uh, almost 700 blog posts out there. So if you have uh, a problem, it's likely I have written about it at some point, and you can easily search the blog. And I also have a um, an online course uh, called Results That Last, uh, Seven Rules Every Manager Must Master. And I'd love for you to take a, a quick, quick peek at that because that may be something that would be valuable for you. All right, great. And where can they find your website or yeah. you online, Facebook, Twitter? Let'sGrowLeaders.com. Yeah, and uh, on Twitter, I'm at Let's Grow Leaders. All right, Karen, thank you for being on the show today. Looking forward to getting this out to Growing Leaders. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for joining us on Episode 26 of the Answers from Leadership podcast. I hope you enjoyed hearing Karen discuss how you can lead without losing your soul. To get the show notes for today's episode, head over to jmlalone.com slash 026. If you enjoyed the show, would you consider sharing it with a friend or business partner? Doing so will spread the word about the show and help out someone you know. Until next time, continue to lead well.